The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. It's a big Tuesday on the Buck Blue Show here on Atlanta Sports Station. 680, the fan, the gang's all here. Wait, hold on, Road Dog's on the road. Nerney's ready to work. We got Derek Thomas ready to go. Matt Lear still hanging around. Having a little breakfast after the locker room has broken up today. They got out a little early today, Nerney. What's that about? I'm not sure. On a slow news day in sports, have you noticed not a lot going on? To steal a line from a man, Steve West, 404-231-1680, the number. And we're going to open it up to some phone calls at 20 after the hour because that's when we've run out of show content. These other shows that are going on three hours today is mostly a filibuster. And that's what's going on today. But we're going to start out with a bang, Nerney. Bucks. Big. Take. What in the world is going on with Coach Kirby Smart and his quarterback Stetson Bennett? Is there a disconnect? Is Stetson's job in jeopardy? Oh, my gosh, Beck is getting more number one reps. Is the mailman going to class? Or is he busy counting all of that NIL money, brother? In a word, relax. Stetson Bennett is QB1 at UGA. Period. End of story. The other stuff is just hype. Or a little bit of ignorance. Spring football practice, as I said yesterday, is a time the coaching staff can examine the backups to see if they have made progress, to see if they are now in a place where they can help the team win. Remember after the natty, when Stetson told the media that uh, the media was peppering him, hey, man, you're coming back, you're coming back, you're going to run it back. Uh, coming back next season, what's going on? I mean, they, they asked him this right after the game. And Stetson told him that he needed to wait before he committed to the upcoming season until he could trust the decisions the coaching staff would make. A little ballsy, isn't it? Well, Stetson committed after he spoke with Coach Smart. What did they discuss? The answer, what the plans were for Stetson at Georgia in 2022. Stetson heard what he wanted to hear, and then he announced he was coming back. What was it he wanted to hear from Kirby in those meetings they had? Well, he wanted to hear that Kirby looked at him as being the leader of the football team in 2022 and that he would be the number one quarterback. 
So what's all this about right now? Well, Coach, Coach Smart is busy motivating. And think about this for a minute. If the rest of the team sees Coach Kirby Smart challenging the leader of the team and the number one quarterback, Stetson Bennett, then everybody on that team's going to go, wow, man, I got to get my act together. If Stetson's being criticized, man, uh, then all of us are on notice around here. And that's exactly what all this is about. Stetson Bennett's job is not in jeopardy. Even if Carson Beck went out there and and looked like Joe Burrow, Stetson's going to be the quarterback at the start of the season. The rest of it is really nonsense. And I know some of the media is eating it up, baby. They fell for it hook, line, and sinker. Man, did you see Carson Beck? What about Carson Beck? Man, he stands about six foot four, 225. He can throw that thing on a frozen rope. He's doing things Stetson can't do. No, man, it's spring football practice. It's time to evaluate the backup players on the team to see if they're capable at some point of helping in the upcoming season, helping the dogs win. So, again, relax. It's all good. Stetson, by the way, is Stetson going to class? Stetson, Stetson's coming into his sixth year. Stetson, I, I mean, go to class. Is there any class to go to? I mean, he's a graduate student at this point in time, is he not? And in those grad classes, do you really go to class every day? I mean, I don't, I don't believe that's the case. And yes, Stetson is Bennett. Uh, Stetson Bennett is busy counting all that NIL money that's coming his way. Hundred dollars an autograph. Wow, man, that's that's a good rate if you can get it. These bulldog fans in the media, some of them are just falling for it, hook, line, and sinker. So I I would say the Buck Blue Show is here in this instance to set the record straight. Stetson's fine. Kirby's fine with Stetson. It's spring football practice. They're evaluating the other talent. Stetson's not in trouble. He's going to be fine. He's putting a lot of money in his pocket right now, being the hero, the go-to guy, the QB1 for the national champion Georgia Bulldogs. The rest of it is sort of fluff, in my opinion. And there you go. There's the big take. Big take went on a little longer today. Yes, sir. Uh, mobile app driven by Beaver Toyota of coming Beaver Direct, the fastest and easiest <clears throat> way to shop online for your next vehicle. Visit BeaverToyotaofcoming.com. South Point Financial doing the smart speaker sponsorship. They're the mortgage professionals. You can get more on them at SPFS.com. 10 o'clock hour sponsored by the Haug Law Group. Can't spell Haug without the U, the G. And the A, more at HaugLawGroup.com. What do you say off the top? We chop it up. It's time to talk Braves. Let's chop it up. Presented by Haug Law Group, your local personal injury attorneys. HaugLawGroup.com. All right, the Braves with a day off. Got a lot of the media members down there sleeping in this morning. How do I know? I was checking in early this morning on the way to work, and nobody was answering their phone. I bet Jonathan Chadwick is sleeping into about 11 o'clock this morning. That is, unless he's got an early tea time. 
All right, the Bravos, the number two prospect for the Atlanta Braves in 2022 is right-handed pitcher Spencer Strider. And Manny looked good yesterday. Two and a third, scoreless inning, struck out two, no hits, no runs. And we saw him at the end of last season. He pitched a couple of games against the lousy, stinking Mets at the end of last season. And it looked like he's got a future with the big league club. He jumped into the minors last season. He went from low A to high A to double A to triple A to the show. I mean, talk about a great year. That's what uh, Spencer Strider had last year. Every one of those minor league players in the Braves organization were paying attention. My goodness, this guy, he jumped to every level of the minor leagues before he went up to the show. And he looks good, man. He's got the velo, which everybody, all these scouts are obsessed with now. The analytics. If you can throw it 98, by golly, you're going to get drafted. You're going to get a good look. Spencer Strider, he's a fastball slider guy. What does that mean? Well, he's got a fastball in the upper 90s. He's got a hard slider. That thing bites. And that is known as a plus pitch for him. So both those pitches are plus pitches. And coming into the year, it looks like to me that Spencer Strider is going to make the opening day roster. Remember, the expanded rosters to start the season. So that's going to help his cause. Also, I believe Luke Jackson hadn't really gone yet. So he could fill the role. The thing about Strider, he could be a starter. He could be a reliever. And he's got some closer stuff down the road. Look for that. He might end up being the closer for the Atlanta Braves down the road. But right now, he's a flex guy. He can start. He can relieve. He can throw it hard. You try to sit on that fastball and catch up to the 98 heater, then he's going to throw that hard slider, and you're going to look foolish swinging and missing at that. Spencer Strider. Catchy name. Great stuff. And a guy that looks like he's going to be hanging around for years to come with the Atlanta Braves. Thank goodness the A's didn't want him in that Freeman deal. Trying to get Matt Olson in here. So keep an eye on this kid, man. He's got some good stuff. Looks like he's going to make the team coming out of camp here very soon. Opening day just around the corner, man. I'm already excited about seeing that unfold. And we'll get back to some Braves a little later in the show. In fact, there's a weak spot that I'm a little concerned about coming into the year. And we will talk about that before the show wraps up in a few minutes. I mean, this show goes fast, dude. Next thing you know, the show's over. There's no holding anything back on this show. All right, time for the Buck Blue Show headline brought to you by Grease Monkey. Hawks exploded. Did you see it last night? Exploded for 44 points in the first quarter. Took down the lousy Pacers on the road last night. Trey Young sliced him up. Pacers were busy trapping Trey. That was their plan last night in the game. And no wonder Trey had a season-high 16 assists in the game as the Hawks won by nine. No Gallo, no Hunter, no Collins. Hawks uh, won for the seventh time in the last 10 games. They're now 38 and 37. Seven boring regular season games remaining. 
before we get into the play-in, playoffs series with the Hawks sitting there as the number 10 seed. Grease Monkey Auto, uh, oil changes and more done fast, done right. Visit greasemonkeyauto.com for store locations and all those special offers that they offer up for you. All right, coming up next, we got a little mailbag. We're going to take your phone calls, too. Are you wondering what's going on with Kirby and Stetson Bennett? Now's the time to join the show. 404-231-1680, the number. Phone calls, plus Mike Griffith will be with us at 1035 from the AJC. We'll dive in more to this uh, bulldog talk. And let me see, we got DT has got me lined up for the NFL Top 5. We're going to have some fun. Take your calls next. Buck Blue Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacy's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Sports Station, the fans, 680 and 93.7. Got the uh, Stetson Bennett Kirby smart thing out early today. 404-231-1680, the number. Good time for you to call in, be a part of the show. Were you falling for that hoax that Stetson Bennett now is the backup quarterback? I hope not. But again, I'm, I'm glad you can rely on me to set you straight on that one. And why isn't Stetson going to class? That's what I, I heard when I walked in the office today. One of the sales guys uh, said, how could Stetson not be going to class? And I'm thinking, well, because he's a graduate. He's, he doesn't have class every day. Then why is Kirby getting on him like that? Well, because he's setting the tone for the rest of the team. He wants those freshmen and sophomores to think, wow, man, I tell you, none of us are safe. If he's getting on Stetson Bennett, none of us are safe. And Stetson's busy counting that NIL money, man. I'm going to call up Stetson and ask for a loan here soon. See if we can get that done. Pretty good interest rate. 
and uh, try to knock some of that out. 404-231-1680, the number. Is Garth ready? Come on the show. Garth, welcome, man. You're on the Buck Blue Show today. Man, you're cool. Like, Ben was the best. Ben's got that voice for the spring training baseball. Yeah, Ben does a great job, doesn't he? Yeah, and I'm glad to hear the, the update on the Limmer, Mark Lemke. You were talking about him yesterday going to uh, Augusta, the Masters. Yes, the Masters. <laughs> that was great. But it's been a great year so far, man, because, um, you know, the Bulldogs, go dogs. And, uh, and then the Braves know, back it up, Braves, right? Yeah, and then the Braves. So I'm just, I'm just so fired up. I don't really know what to talk. I just wanted to say hey, because oh, okay, you know, it, it, we, we want to talk about uh, that that day you almost got Sonny slinging Sonny Jurgensen's record at 93 yards when yeah. uh, Lindsey when Lindsey was headed over the middle there. Yeah, they wouldn't have caught him on a Kawasaki, brother. Hey, Buck, I just wanted to say, hey, I love you, man. Hey, we appreciate you listening, Garth. Thanks so much. How about Garth calling in just to say, hey? Man, that's awesome. 404-231-1680, the number. You want to jump in here. Uh, Stetson and Kirby, they're fine. I checked on it earlier this morning. We got Mike Griffith coming up at the bottom of the hour and uh, talking to Mike about the Georgia Bulldogs spring football practice also. So, DT, you got some, uh, we got a mailbag thing going, too. What are some of the people wanting to we know out there? We do. Let me pick out, uh, we'll start with Joey. He wanted to know, as, Yo, as Joey! old Joey, uh, as spring practice gets going, what's the latest on Nolan Smith? Yeah, I'm a little surprised by this. Uh, everybody's making a big deal out of Carson Beck getting number one reps. Do you know that Nolan Smith is taking reps with the second team? Oh, my goodness. How come this isn't headlines? Why aren't any other sports talk shows talking about this? Nolan Smith is taking second team reps this spring. Is he being benched? Has he been knocked out by somebody else? Is MJ Sherman taking his job? Well, no, they're just getting a look at some of the other guys with the first team defense. That's all that is. It's almost like the veteran rest in spring training for a guy like Dansby Swanson. You know, we don't need to, we, we know what we got there. Exactly. Nolan Smith. Oh, my goodness, he's taking second team reps. What in the world is going on? Uh, well, they're taking a look at some of the other guys. I think they're going to be fine on that uh, front seven. Yeah, there, Nolan's a starter. Don't worry about that. He's, he's the leader on defense. You got Stetson. He's going to lead the offense. He'll be the team captain. Then you have Nolan Smith, one of the leaders on the defensive side of the ball. He'll be one of the defensive captains. And do you know Nolan Smith? My goodness, what's going on? He's taking second team reps during spring football this year. <gasps> it's a shocker, Buck. Well, before we it's get to an NFL. He's supposed to leave the, lead the team in sacks this year. I think he's got a good shot to do that. How can he do that on the second team? Well, they're taking a look at some of these other guys. No. Yeah, that's what they're doing. Well, before we get to an NFL top five, Buck, Darlene must have heard your little tease yesterday. She said you got a, we know you got a big announcement coming next week. She wants to know, are you getting back into coaching? Is that, is that the big announcement from Buck Ballou? Coaching. That's what Darlene wanted to know. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm still coaching, even though I'm doing sports talk radio. We've we've got the quarterback camp that we had last summer. Right. And we've just solidified we're going to do that again in July. And so, yeah, we're going to be busy coaching up these high school quarterbacks around Metro Atlanta. Do you know we had a a, a player, uh, his dad drove down from Charlotte last year. We had a dad and a, a quarterback drive down from Nashville last year. To get coached up, myself and Joe Hamilton and Hudson Mason, Brian Fennerin was out working with the wide receivers. So the great thing is about Sports Talk Radio here with 680 The Fan is I get to coach too. So, and I did retire from coaching youth league travel baseball. That's probably for the best. For I everybody. have retired doing that. So you're not leaving the Buck Blue show? No, we're st- in the far you can do both. I mean, have you heard anything different? Not, not that I know of. Yeah, so we're doing both. Well, there you go. Good for you, Buck. All right. Yeah, but we do have a big announcement set for next week on the show, so we'll look forward to that. All righty. Well, I'm in the dark on this one, so I'm looking forward to it myself. Okay. What do you want to do, the NFL Top 5 now? Yeah, let's get to it. All right. The best in college football and the NFL. Top five. All right, Buck. NFL draft, what? Less than a month away? Yes. It'll be here before you know it. It sure will be. As we know, right now, the Falcons sitting at eight. What do you like the Falcons doing there with the eighth overall pick? Well, who's off the board? That's the the question. Who will be there? I've got another one. Uh, Can I trade back? Because I want to pick up more picks. If your guy's not there at eight, that that can be a strategy, but as as we say, there's always got to be a partner. You can't just you got. Well, we got needs across the board, so I would imagine. Look, if you take the best available player, you're basically hitting up on a big need with the team. And I'm seeing the mocks out there. Garrett Wilson, the receiver out of Ohio State, being thrown in there. Uh, Sauce Gardner, the cornerback from Cincinnati's, another one. You know what I'd like to do is I'd like to see the Falcons trade back, not not a bunch, but trade back a few spots and get uh, Derek Stingley, the cornerback out of LSU, or the edge rusher, Jermaine Johnson, that played at Georgia, played at Florida State last season. That's what I would like to see them do. Trade back a couple of spots, pick up more picks, and still get one of these top players in the draft. With so many holes, such a... Let's be honest, relatively weak roster. More picks is not a bad answer. Right, because you're not getting anybody in free agency. Well, you are. You're bargain shopping. All right, what else you got? But the biggest thing is if your guy's not there at eight, it makes sense. And let me just say, Buck. Who's uh, their guy? Exactly. Do we know? The real question is, if it's a quarterback, obviously you're going to stay there and get at eight. You wonder if you can get, since these quarterbacks haven't been projected up in the top five, top ten as often. You move back and well, you still get said they're not going to reach for a quarterback. That, that, that's the point, exactly. If you trade back a few spots and get your we guy. We hate the word rebuild. That's the thing. This is a rebuild. It's a naughty word. We can't talk about it. I just want to say I've heard so much about the Falcons drafting a wide receiver, and I understand it is a big need. It is a huge hole on this roster. Alden Tate's very exciting. Not really, though. They have to they have to fill in the wide receiver, but that's not how you build a team. If they spend the first pick to rebuild this team well, on they a took wide a receiver, receiver last year, exactly. And Kyle Pitts. That's that just compounds the fact that you can't begin this rebuild or continue this rebuild, yeah. building from the outside. Let in. me just say this: they are not. Let me repeat: not 
taking a wide receiver with the first pick. Thank you. Your lips to God's ears. There I, you go. That's all I needed to get get that off my chest. All right. Well, the Jets. The Jets. Uh, kind of a similar situation. Atlanta? Yeah. They got a lot of capital here in this draft coming up. Uh, Don't they have, uh, I believe they've got five of the top 70 picks. Yes, and four picks in the first two rounds. So do you see the Jets moving? How the is, Jets? That, is Zach Wilson an answer there? What, what are they doing in New York? Well, look, they, they went number one with a quarterback a year ago, Zach Wilson. So, I mean, you, you got a chance to get one of these go-to wide receivers. For Zach, I'm sure that would make him happy. You could go with an offensive tackle. You got guys like Charles Cross at the top of the first round. You might want to protect Zach Wilson. So that would be a win-win for the Jets, in my opinion. I'm not Joe Douglas or anything, their general manager, but I'm just saying he took a quarterback number one a year ago. He needs a go-to receiver, and he needs an offensive tackle to help protect him. Or you could go with an edge rusher on the defensive side of the ball. Certainly you need some help over there. Chances are the Jets and Joe Douglas are going to blow it, though. I Don't gonna, tell Greeny. I was going to say they're in a similar position to the Falcons, and then when you say that, it, makes, it also reminds me of the Falcons. Well, speaking of bad situations, this Baker Mayfield in Cleveland has just just bizarre. It's gotten out of hand. What is the deal with Baker? He doesn't seem to have much value. What can they do with Baker Mayfield at Cleveland? Well, I hear he's moved out of the stadium. Oh, yeah, he's not living there. It was just him and his wife, and yeah. it seemed like what, like I mean, the, one, the one janitor was there? The wife put up with something like that. But I hear he's moved out. He and the lovely lady mm. have moved out. So where will Baker Mayfield end up? Hmm. Uh, he's going to end up getting cut Ooh. is what he's going to end up doing. And I, let me be real here. They're not trading Baker Mayfield. Would you trade for Baker Mayfield right now? Uh, I can't uh, say. No, they know they're getting rid of him, the Browns. They got Deshaun Watson coming to town. So why would you trade for him? You just wait until the Browns say, okay, we got to cut him. He's cut. Nobody wants to pay him $18.8 million in salary this year to be their quarterback. Nobody. I know he's not a franchise answer, as as most folks view him. He doesn't look like the answer at well, look, it's the money, number one. The performance level's not great. And he's got that torn labrum, right, with a non-throwing shoulder? It doesn't help. Yeah, I mean, my goodness, interested team, teams that still need a quarterback, and there are a few of them, are waiting on him to be cut so they don't have to pay him all that money. And he's moved out of the stadium. And I wouldn't want, <clears throat> pardon me, I wouldn't want to pay him, you know, give him that big, big giant uh Long-term uh, contract. What? But isn't isn't Baker Mayfield one of the 32 best quarterbacks in the league? I hear he, you know, there's a chance after he gets cut, he may join the locker room show. All right, welcome in. They they need some more. Uh, some and where was John Michaels today? He's on vacation, from what I hear. A little R and R. Get ready. Or was to come it back. a secret suspension? It's <laughs> like a Phil Mickelson talking type too thing. much hurricane football. <laughs> we need to sit it out, John. All right, well, moving on, Buck. Uh, a lot of talk about the draft. Falcons at eight. What's up? Who's a player that you feel will fall back a little bit from where he's been projected in the draft? Well, that's an easy one. I think it's Kyle Hamilton. Mm-hmm. And it has nothing to do with a player. The player uh-huh. is, man, he's talented. I mean, he's athletic. He's got the size. He's got the length. 
He can play the single high safety, or you can uh, throw him down into the box. He can be effective doing so many things. So it's not about the player. It's about the position. And if you see him going like uh, number two or number four in the top five, I just don't believe that's going to happen. You're going to see Hamilton fall back a little bit in the draft. Got nothing to do with the great player that he is and everything to do with the position that he plays. Fair enough. Well, switching positions to defensive line, Jordan Davis. What is the best fit in the NFL for Jordan Davis? Well, they better get a big uniform. Talking about fitting. He's a he's a triple X on. My goodness, that's going to have to be special ordered. I mean, this guy uh, looks like a mountain when you get up next to him. Runs like a deer. You know, I think I'm looking at him to go somewhere between 10 and 20 in the first round. And it looks to me like I believe the Baltimore Ravens have picked number 14. And I think that would be a great fit. They've lost, was it Calais Campbell? And also Brandon Williams. So two interior defensive linemen have left Baltimore for free agency. So they've got a clear need in an interior defensive lineman. Jordan Davis should be there in that, that part of the draft. And he would look awesome, I believe, in that Ravens uniform, the, the purple and black. Yeah. My goodness, he would look intimidating. He looked so, good yeah, in any I think uniform. Jordan Davis and the Ravens would be a good fit. I like that. And a quality organization. That'd be better. So many, so many dogs we've seen shipped off to Detroit and Cincinnati. We weren't big fans of that. But. All right, I like Jordan Davis there. That's your top five. Top five on six eighty. The fan, Atlanta's sports station. Man, we had a caller call up just to say hi. I mean, that that is so awesome, and, and is so appreciated. Normally, you've got people calling up and they they want to ask a serious question that they want an answer to. Or they're just, you know, pulling your leg on something. Rarely, Nerney, have you heard of anybody recently on the fan call up just to say hello? Uh, the front row was infamous for, for having people do that to start off the show at 6 a.m. But since then, I haven't. But I can say this, Buck, that I, I appreciate every single time a caller uh, gets on the air and then and barks into the, uh, into the <laughs> phone. That's much appreciated. All right. Yeah. Sounds good, man. We appreciate everybody calling in when we open up those phone lines. Let's get to the Bulldog Roundtable. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Baloo. 25, 25, 15, 10, 5, get in there, is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union. How Glogley, Georgia Pack and Load, AAA. And by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Let's bring on our truest on-up Bulldog insider. And he joins us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line, AJC's Mike Griffith. Rejoins us on the show. It's been a while, Mike. I thought it was time to get you back on, man. We appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate it, Buck. Good to hear from you, man. How's your spring going? Well, it's been busy, right? I mean, you got the Bulldogs back at practice now, a little Georgia baseball. Something you know a little bit about, Buck. I think, didn't you lead the SEC in hitting one year or something like that? Man, the check's in the mail. We're going to pay you extra for bringing that up. 
Hey, what can you tell us about JT Daniels and where he's going to end up? I, I saw story over the weekend where he had a good visit to Missouri. What are you hearing, Mike? Well, he did like Missouri, you know, but he's got another visit to West Virginia left buck. And, you know, JT's going to be thorough with this. I mean, for those that haven't followed it closely, he needs to be a grad transfer. So he's going to stay enrolled in Georgia. He's going to graduate from the University of Georgia this spring, and then he'll be eligible to transfer. No need to rush into it right now. He can't leave school anyway. And he wants to be thorough. You know, believe it or not, he never really made any visits coming to official visits coming out of high school. I mean, USC was all over this kid. In fact, he skipped his senior year. That's how good he was. He was still the number three ranked quarterback, even though he was coming out as a junior in high school. The only two players ranked ahead of him, a couple guys you might have heard of, Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. So JT's a really talented guy. We know he got injured at Georgia. And we know that Kirby chose to continue to go with Stetson over JT once JT got healthy. Now, Buck, I'll say this. This is interesting, and I don't know what's going to happen at Georgia. I know you've seen the the same comments from Kirby that I did, that he was upset, you know, or challenging Stetson to go to class and challenging. Isn't he a graduate, though, Mike? Hadn't he graduated already? No, no, not graduated yet. Well, it's the sixth year on campus. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, apparently, the, maybe the going to class thing, you know, is, is the factor, Buck. I don't know. But, I mean, if you're JT Daniels, do you maybe stick around or talk to Kirby Smart again? Because this isn't the storybook uh, start that we thought we would have to 2022. Yeah, see, I'm thinking that's a bunch of nothing, really, that they, they're getting a good look. That's what spring football is for me. And that's why I was playing baseball, Mike was because I knew, look, it didn't really matter. I mean, if you were a uh, starter, uh, chances are you're not going to get a lot of reps. They're going to take a look at these other guys to see where they are in the process. I I think this is really a bunch of hooey as far as Stetson not being the number one guy, getting number two reps, and Carson Beck getting number one reps. I think it's more about Kirby motivating the other guys on the team that think, oh, my goodness, he's on Stetson Bennett's butt. All of us are in trouble. Maybe, Buck, but I'll say this. One of the big storylines that I heard was, well, this is finally going to be Stetson's year to get a lot of reps in the spring, and we think he's got a lot of room to grow, and this spring is going to be real important. So I guess the storyline changes day by day. I, I would agree. I think Kirby's trying to get a message across to Stetson Bennett that he wants to raise the bar. I mean, Buck, here's an inescapable fact, all right? There were 18 different Georgia players last year that were elected team captains, 18 of them. Stetson wasn't one of them. It's pretty hard to be a quarterback and not be a team captain, isn't it? Well, if you're the starter, chances are you're going to be a team captain. Yeah, well, 18 guys were team captains last year, and Stet wasn't one of them. So, to me, that tells me that, that Kirby wants to Stetson to step up, and Kirby said that. Look, this isn't the media. This isn't. Anybody but Kirby saying this, nobody told Kirby Smart that he needed to openly, publicly challenge Stetson to quote-unquote do the right thing, to quote-unquote go to class, to quote-unquote stop making bonehead decisions. I don't remember him (laughs) saying these things to Jake Fromm or JT Daniels. I've never heard a coach talk to a quarterback like this. This is mind-blowing to me. Maybe this is par for the course. I haven't heard this kind of talk. Uh, between a coach and a quarterback, though. Yeah, look, I I remember uh, there were some coaches that told me, Blue, you got to quit making those bonehead decisions. 
And you know what I was thinking, Mike? I was thinking, okay, I want you to go out there and play quarterback for a play and see how quickly things are going down. <laughs> well, I think the problem that Stetson's had going back to the national championship isn't what happened once the play's going down. It's those pre-snap reads, and he missed a few in the national title game. There were some people pretty upset because he didn't play real well. I know we're all going to remember the great drive and the, the three or four throws, but there were two and a half quarters of that game. Halfway through the third quarter, Buck, I don't know about you. I, in fact, I think they might have been looking for you to put in the game. No, not after that one for 12 quarter, performance. <laughs> the middle of the third quarter, uh, was it was still pretty rough. So I, you're probably right, though. I'm, I'm with you. I, I don't think Kirby is. Is, is really going to go through it. But I'll tell you, you know, the Kirby train's moving out of the station, man, and they got to replace a lot of players and a lot of leadership. And he's going to need a lot from Stetson Bennett for this team to repeat is champions, and I think he may be sending that message. Yeah, and it's good to see, too, Carson Beck has really uh, stepped it up. Uh, if they need him, it sounds like he has shown them enough to be able to step in and, and get the job done. Heck, he was... He was close to getting a shot a year ago. So that is good news coming out uh, about uh, Carson Beck there, uh, what he's done this spring. Mike, I'm concerned about the defensive line. They have lost some studs on that defensive line, and we're going to see them go, a couple of them maybe in the first round of the NFL draft coming up. What do you know? I, I, I talked with Zion Logue, who's stepping yeah. in at nose tackle, and I was really impressed with just his stature, if nothing else. But I don't know much about uh, Walthor and Brinson and, and some of these other guys are going to be playing next to Jalen Carter. What do you know about the D-line? Yeah, I'm Sackhouse, right? Uh, Jamon Dumas pops, you know, the, the middle linebacker. They, they got some cats coming up, Buck. But, you know, last, last year was a historically good defense. And, and, and what am I preaching to you about? I mean, you were part of 1980 and a historically good, uh, you know, Georgia, you know, football team. It, these teams don't just come around often. I mean, these legends, you know, they, they, they just don't. You can't assume. Now, in the same breath, I'll tell you, there's a couple of number one classes that Georgia's drawn from on this football teams and in terms of the player ratings. And they got some dudes up front. They got some, you mentioned Zion Logue. I, I, like you, was very impressed with his stature. And then just hearing Cedric Van Pran saying he's a combination of, of uh, Jordan Davis and Devontae Wyatt, oh, my goodness. That's Whoa. The machine was going there, right? So they got some cats, though. You know, I'm a little more worried about linebacker. I think they're going to be solid up front. But I think the offense, Buck, circling back to where this started, I think the offense is going to have to do more than just punt. And there were a few games the offense really didn't get challenged. Really, the first time they got challenged to answer the bell, they lost. Okay? They got a second chance, and they won. But I think the offense right out of the gate is going to need to do more for Georgia next season. Yeah, we know Brock Bowers, what he's capable of doing. But what about the other receivers, Mike? Is Ad Mitchell going to be the go-to guy? Yeah, you know, he's out there at that X, that fast twitch guy. You like him and Lad McConkey and others. Man, you hate to see Jermaine Burton go to Alabama. You just, oh, that was tough. That Talk was, about a bonehead move. Oh, man, that was a tough one for Georgia to lose that kid. But you know what? They, they've got some other guys. Uh, you know, they, all of a sudden, Eric Gilbert. Now, maybe he transforms, translates. I know they're playing him at tight end with Bowers out 
and, and Darnell Washington. Now, that's another guy. They got to keep that guy, Buck. I mean, he's got one foot out the door with this new NIL transfer portal immediate eligibility. This is a tough gig for Georgia. Everybody's coming after the players, but I think they're going to be good. I think Kiaris Jackson is going to be back in form. I'm hearing Don Blaylock is back on the field doing good things. So I think the receiving core will step up. I like Arian Smith. Yeah, Arian Smith is a playmaker, a big play guy. Just keep him healthy, please. Yeah, you got to keep these track guys healthy, Buck. You know that. I mean, I think the guy's got like something like six catches and three of them for touchdowns, something stupid like that. But dynamic playmakers, they're there. (laughs) Going to have to stay healthy, grow up, and find some leadership. Mike, need to know, everybody's asking me, when is the shoe going to drop on Kirby's new contract that's going to pay him over $100 million? What's the timing on that, you think? Uh, 11.59 p.m. on a Friday (laughs) night on a vacation weekend. (laughs) No kidding. They're going to make the most out of this, aren't they? Oh, I don't think so. I don't think so. You know, because what you're hearing out of one side of the mouth is, oh, my goodness, you can't have players who care about money. And then on the other side, you're seeing these coaches get the record contracts. I mean, my goodness, uh, you know, Joni Taylor just left Georgia to go to A&M for money. I mean, she went from 900000 to $1.6 million And, you know, see you later, 1.5 estimated. That's not official, by the way, but that's kind of the talk. So, you know, coaches go for money and players go for money. And, you know, I just – I don't think people like that. I, I think everybody right now would agree that Kirby is as valuable as any coach in the country. I don't see anybody fitting the Georgia profile as well as Kirby Smart. He's worth every penny, but, boy, those pennies add up. And I think, Buck, that Kirby Smart is going to get a $100 million contract. And uh, and I also don't think Kirby's going to be coached another 10 years because when you make this much money, you don't got to. Yeah, you can hang out in the lake and – you know, do some uh, skiing and that kind of thing. Before you go, though, I want to get your take on the Bulldogs hiring Mike White. Most qualified coach out there. You know, I, I don't necessarily think it's a, a, a coaching challenge for Georgia as much as it is a culture and commitment challenge. You know, Georgia's only won one regular season SEC championship in basketball in school history. Well, that's pretty amazing, right? But so how do you change the culture? How do you change? I think a good coach helps, but I think the culture and, and the culture now is, is money. We're going back to money again and NIL. If you want the kids from Atlanta to stay in Georgia, you got to pay them like all these other schools have been paying them for years and years. And this goes into AAU, Buck. I, when these tournaments take place and people that know Atlanta area basketball and know about the Peach Jam, you go in these gyms, and it's a who's who of every major college football program. And, and there's a wink and a smile as the kids walk in the room. And somewhere down the line, there's more than that. and has been. And it's been investigated and proven. And now it's legal. And is Georgia going to pony up to pay for basketball? And, and that's, that's really the big question. I think Mike White is as qualified as they come. Four NCAA tournaments out of six years. Former SEC player himself. Three tournaments at Old Miss. He's clean. He doesn't have any sort of NCAA or FBI track record. Uh, I, I think Georgia got about as good as coach they can, but now the school and the community has to do their part to pay these players like anybody else and everybody else has and does to get the best players out of Georgia. As always, good stuff, Mike. We appreciate you making time for us here on the Blue Show. Thanks, Buck. Have a good one. Mike Griffith with the AJC. 
You want more than just the 680 The Fan shows? Well, you got a chance to check out an array of incredible podcasts we have uh, have here at 680 The Fan. The Podcast Park is brought to you by Associated Credit Union. You can find all these podcasts right there, thepodcastpark.com. I've got one. It's Bucks Beat. And right now I've got a conversation with Matt Ryan talking about his breakup with the Falcons and the future with the Colts. You can check that out at thepodcastpark.com. Uh, get all these, all the podcasts out there, the audio bag, uh, Daily 10, Frozen Rope, all these, the Southern Beat with Dan Matthews. You can find that at thepodcastpark.com or wherever it is you find your podcasts, at Apple, Spotify, or wherever it is you find those. All right, coming up next, the Braves have a weak spot, but I'm not worried about it. I'll tell you why next. It's the Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Show on the fan 680 and 93.7. Hopefully your Tuesday going well. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves. And people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY. And there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required. And they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here. And as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis. Man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacy's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Might want to head out to Fairway Social in Alpharetta today. We've got the audio fun bag doing a live broadcast from Fairway Social in Alpharetta. Get out there and play a little golf on their simulators. Uh, get something great to eat or maybe enjoy the rooftop or the back nine putting experience. Fairway Social located in the heart of Alpharetta. Short walk from downtown on the new Maxwell development. Uh, 240 South Main Street's the address. Audio fun bag out there today. Nick and Chris were there yesterday having fun. All right, so I'm concerned. I'm not concerned about the Braves' biggest weakness. And looking around, the rotation looks like it will be deep with quality starters. Uh, the bullpen might be the best in baseball, is what I'm thinking heading into the season. Talk about deep. A lot of quality choices down in the bullpen. Infield looks great. They've replaced Freddie Freeman with Matt Olson. That looks like the, uh, the best job Alex Anthopoulos could have done trying to replace Freddie Freeman. Once Acuna gets back, the outfield should be solidified. The concern uh, most people have or the weakness when they look at this Braves team in 2022 would be the bench. 
Orlando Arcia is the top infield option. And he's a he's a pretty solid player. I, I like him. Anthopolis has brought in a lot of veterans that could fill the void of being a bench player. Brock Holt is one of them. Uh, Phil Gosselin, you've heard that name if you're a Braves fan before. Ryan Goins is another one. Pat Valeka is also one. You got Guillermo Heredia out in the outfield. They've brought in Alex Dickerson. You're going to see a lot of him before Cunha gets back in there. And even a catcher, they they brought in a backup catcher, Manny Pena. Although I like William Contreras. Wonder why they keep pushing him back. Really like him. But I'm not concerned about it, really. The, the bench, it's not a concern where I'm sitting. And let me tell you why. You remember at the trade deadline last year? when there were some needs on the bench, what did Anthopolis do? Man, he went out there and he solidified that bench quick. I mean, my goodness. He went out there and solved those problems at the trade deadline. And so I believe that that's, you know, if need be, that's what he's going to do again this year. You need a little help on the bench, need a role player to bring in here, Anthopolis is going to get it done. So I wouldn't worry about this part of the deal. You know, I've heard some of the guys at the coffee shop saying, man, the the bench is a little bit of a concern. Well, not so much. They need somebody to fill the void later in the year. Expect Alex Anthopoulos to go out and get that done. In other words, no problema. They'll be able to handle this. Not a problem. And I'm hoping we'll see Heredia playing some center field and hitting last in the lineup more uh, more often than not before Acuna gets back in there. It just seems like we're all offense these days. If you can't hit, if you can't bomb it, we don't want you in the lineup. Whatever happened to playing good defense? You know, that's what we thought when we put Duvall out there in center field. It seemed a little off, but he played well. Yeah, he could handle it. Uh, for a short period of time, That's I believe. Fair. Yeah, maybe not 158 games. Yeah. Yeah, you know, he could definitely go out there and play center field. He, he showed that a year ago. Really good defender, and we don't talk about that enough, DT. We don't talk about defense as much when we talk baseball. We might be a little spoiled around here in Atlanta because we've they've they've, they've had some solid defensive teams, and you know well, that's been the theme for us for decades now is pitching and defense and hit the long ball every now and then. But we're in a time and place in baseball where that seems to be going away. That that is uh, that's a back page story as it relates to baseball these at all levels, by the way. Sure. If you can hit the ball out of the ballpark, they'll find a place for you. Yeah, I mean, let's play some D. I'm with you. But, hey, guys like Dansby Swanson playing D and hitting the ball over the ball out of yeah, the ballpark. Yeah, you got to like yeah. him. He's a complete baseball player. And look for Dansby to be uh, pick up some of that leadership role that Freddie left behind. All right, Nernie, time for the final word. I don't want to be late. I don't want Nick upset. Final word is a heads up today. Georgia head coach Kirby Smart will join me on the Buck Baloo show tomorrow. 
And we'll talk Bulldog football. I want to invite you to join us. We'll get to the bottom of it and see if Stetson really is in Kirby's doghouse. Kirby Smart joins me tomorrow on the Buck Baloo Show. What's up, Buck? Uh, well, we're busy, Kirby. I know you are, too, with spring football practice going on. We're going to ask you a bunch of questions about how that team of yours is doing out there. And we'll get to the quarterback thing. Kirby is, he anticipates the media is going to get right to the QB. All right, tell us about the quarterback. And I think it's a little bit annoying for a guy that played defense. Why is it every time you got to get right to the quarterback? So I'm not sure we'll start with that, but we'll uh, we'll include that. Uh, for Nerney and Derek Thomas and Road Dog Gillespie, it's Baloo. Hoping you have a great rest of your Tuesday. Got Nick and Chris coming up next. Have a great rest of the day, everybody. Thank you, bud. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.